In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation. <clears throat> and as always, it's great to be with all of you. And we always like to start off our conversation by inviting Mary to be with us. Mary is the mother of God. Mary is the mother of the church. And Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. Mary has many other wonderful titles, especially taken from the prayer that we pray at the end of the rosary, the Hail Holy Queen. And that is, we cry out to Mary our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Let's turn to Mary and pray to Mary and ask her to be with us, to help us to be more and more like her Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As we, as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now let's turn to our spiritual director. And the spiritual director is the Holy Spirit. Also known as the as a paraclete. As well as the gift of gifts. Holy Spirit is also known as the sweet guest of our soul. Holy Spirit is also known as the sanctifier. If that were not enough, the Holy Spirit is also our consoler and counselor. Holy Spirit is also known as our interior master. St. Paul reminds us in his letter to the Romans when he says, we don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Holy Spirit intercedes with ineffable groans so that we can say, Abba. Abba, which means Daddy or Father. So let's uh, turn to the Holy Spirit And beg the Holy Spirit, the gift from on high, to give us a lot of light. An interior fire of love to burn within our hearts. As we pray, my friends and our Perseverance family, the classical prayer to the Holy Spirit. So let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful, by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same spirit 
we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady Queen of Martyrs, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. Gabriel, pray for us. St. Raphael, pray for us. St. Paul and Andrew, pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, Pray for us. St. Francis Xavier. Pray for us. St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. Pray for us. All God's angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I'd like to welcome all of you to our Perseverance family. It's so true that the family that prays together stays together. And to encourage all of you, I will be praying for all of you in your intentions, in the greatest of all prayers. And that prayer is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. And I'd like to place you on the altar. Place you on the altar and beg for the following following gifts. First, that we would be open to the workings of the Holy Spirit. Perhaps we can say this prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Through the heart of Mary. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Through the heart of Mary. My next intention, I'd like to pray for our families for the conversion of our family members, for the sanctification of our family members, and for the salvation of our family members. That all would be saved. As Jesus says, what would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and Loses his soul. Most important thing for us is to love God in this life so we can be with God forever in heaven with our loved ones. 
And then, as always, I'd like to pray with you for those who will be dying today, especially those who are far away from God, that they would open up their hearts to God's infinite mercy and be saved. Nothing more important than the salvation of our immortal soul. I'd like to pray that those who are dying that they would not give in to despair, but they would trust all the more in God's loving presence. May all of us have the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Joseph close to us when we're about to pass from this life to the next. For that reason, St. Joseph, who we honor often on Wednesdays, St. Joseph is the patron of a holy and happy death. So these are my prayer intentions that I'd like to place on the altar in the greatest of all prayers. That prayer is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Let us give thanks to the Lord for His good because His mercy endures forever. Amen. So yes, my friends, to start off our, our our conversation today in which we'll be talking about a group of martyrs, the Korean martyrs, St. Paul and St. Andrew and companions. When I was 10 years old, I was preparing to receive the Sacrament of Confirmation by Cardinal Cook in New York. And I don't remember too much about the ceremony because it was very, very long ago. But I remember the nuns taught us that the bishop would be tapping us on the cheek. And I remember very clearly the symbolic interpretation of the smacking on the cheek. She said that through confirmation, you know, we're called to be soldiers for Christ. Ready to fight the good fight, run the good race. And even to be willing to suffer for Christ. Such that if the Lord would call us to martyrdom, then we should be ready to die as a martyr. To even shed our blood for Christ. In imitation, of course, of Jesus Christ, the King of Martyrs. So, on the day of confirmation, the bishop gave a little tap on the cheek, and I understood it. There is what is called red martyrdom and white martyrdom. Red is the shedding of the blood, and Pope Pius XII said that white martyrdom is dying to ourselves on a daily basis. St. Paul speaks about this often in his letters, to dying to the flesh and living in the spirit. So let's talk about the the Korean martyrs 
John Paul II canonized them all at the same time. And they they died in between the year 1821 and 1846. And John Paul II canonized them 1984. He canonized them all at the same time. So the two most prominent of the Korean martyrs would be Saint Andrew, who was actually the first, the first Korean born to become a priest, and Saint Paul was actually a man with a family. So Saint Andrew, Saint Paul, and 111 other Korean martyrs were canonized together. So 113 martyrs were canonized at the same time by Pope John Paul II in 1984. So during the Japanese invasion in 1592, some Koreans were baptized. But Korea cut itself off completely from the rest of the world. For about 200 years. So around 1777, more or less 1777, some Christian literature came into the country. And a home church begun. The importance of literature, my friends. The importance of good reading. So home church was begun. When a Chinese priest secretly entered the country about 12 years later, talking about 1790 more or less, He found there were 4,000 Catholics who had never in their life seen a priest. 4,000. An underground home church reading good Catholic literature. So, the first Christian community in Korea was completely lay people. <clears throat> the importance of lay people in spreading the faith, that's that's you people, you're lay people. Then, in between 1839 and 1867, there were fierce persecutions that were carried out especially against the the Christian Catholics. So 103 of these Christian Catholics during this reign of persecution were martyred. 
And they were uh, mortared along with, with three bishops, three bishops and seven priests from the Foreign Missionary Society of Paris. So these were not born in Korea, but these bishops and priests were actually born in France. Of the lay people, these would be the calculations. And often we don't think too much about this, but 47 were women. And 45 men, so more women martyrs than men. 47, 45, about the same number. Now, the most well-known was Andrew. He was the first native Korean priest. He was the son of converts, as you might imagine. His father was a simple farmer. So his his father was martyred. So Andrew was martyred, but his father was martyred before him. So we see the good example the good example of parents, father and son martyred. It's not too common, but it is in the case of Andrew Kim. So Andrew was baptized when he was a teenager. He was about, he was about 15, the age of our confirmation students. <coughs> he then attended the seminary in Macau, China, because there was no seminary formation in Korea, so he had to cross the line and went to Macau, China, where he studied to become a priest. This was 1,300 miles away from his home. Imagine that trip. Of course, walking, traveling on land. What a sacrifice. Then after six years, Andrew returned to Korea and he assumed the dangerous job. This was his job, sneaking missionaries into the country. There was a waterway in which they were able to cross the over this waterway without the Korean government being aware of it. But as you might imagine, he was arrested, tortured, and then he was beheaded. In a letter written to fellow Christians, Andrew states, these are beautiful, listen to the words of of St. Andrew. We have received baptism, entrance entrance into the church, and the the honor of being called Christians. Yet what goodwill this Yet what good will will this do to us if we are Christians in name only and not in fact? 
So he's saying, baptism is really not enough. We have to live out our Catholic faith. Don't just say that I'm a Catholic or Christian. We have to live it out. So among the canonized martyrs were, with Andrew, Paul, who was a 45-year-old seminarian, Columba Kin, who was a 26-year-old single woman, and a 13-year-old boy. So even a 13-year-old boy, a little bit younger than St. Dominic Savio. And Joselito was about 16. And about about, about 10,000 Catholics, about 10,000 10, Catholics were martyred for their faith before religious liberty was declared in the country of Korea. You know, starting with this very small, this very small number, now in Korea, there are over one and a half million Catholics in Korea. For that reason, the famous father of the church, whose name is Tertullian, goes on to say that the seed of martyrs is the growth of the Christian Catholic faith. So my friends, whenever we read the lives of the martyrs, it's really fascinating, isn't it? It's fascinating to read the lives of the martyrs. We're either called to be a red martyr or we're called to be a white martyr. Let's pray to St. Paul and St. Andrew that we would not only express our faith by our words, but also to express it by our actions. So my friends, right now, I'll be leaving you to pray for you. I'm going to celebrate a concelebrated Mass with the, with the other Oblate priests, and I'll be placing all of you on the altar, that all of you will become saints. And I'd like to give you my priestly blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.